You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Hey, this is Parshel. Thanks for being here. This is The Author's Leverage. And today's topic is a good one. Because if you have a website that you are so proud of, it, it looks beautiful, it um, really has all the, the nice pieces, right? All the things that make it snazzy, but you're not converting. Your website is just not doing what you thought it would. Um, today's conversation is going to be really good because we're talking to an expert who's going to really break down um, what the real intention and goal of your website is. Um, I think he's going to shift our minds today in some ways when it comes to this, because everyone has a website, right? But how do we actually optimize that, especially if you're an author, a coach, an expert, right? Someone who teaches and really wants to guide people along a journey. Um, I'm excited for this conversation. So today I've got with me James Hipkin. Um, since 2010, he's built clients' businesses with digital marketing. And today he's passionate about websites and helping the rest of us understand online marketing. His customers value his jargon-free, common-sense approach, and he explains the ins and outs of digital marketing in a way that makes sense. So I'm really excited to bring on to the stage James Hipkin. Thanks for being here. Parshel, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. I, I think it will be a lot of fun, and hopefully folks will, will be able to draw some value from it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we recorded, we were already <laughs> already uh, talking some really interesting things here. But uh, let's start off with you know how you you know how your world has evolved uh, from the start of your career, let's say, to where you are now, and um, maybe some of the things that you've learned, like the biggest learnings that you'd say from that experience. Well, I, I had an opportunity ten years ago to buy a vendor. This was after a long career in marketing and advertising and digital marketing and lots of important positions and important brands and blah, 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 blah. Um, and this was supposed to be my semi-retirement. And my wife teases me all the time about what part of working from eight in the morning till six at night is semi-retired. But I, I really enjoy with a great deal of passion helping people be successful and helping them use marketing to create mutual value. And that distinction's important because a lot of marketing is one-sided. And I focused on websites because the website is the most valuable digital asset that a business owns. 
and most of them are terrible. And those two ideas intersect with each other. That Venn diagram overlaps significantly because a, a really effective website generates mutual value. It generates value for the person who's visiting the website and it generates value for the business. And keeping that balance in place, not having things be one-sided is a key principle that digital marketers, regardless of their position, should think about big or small, it's, they're all the same. And it's important, regardless of your size or your budget, you want to be thinking in terms of creating mutual value, value for the person who's visiting the website and value for the business. Mm. And that's, that's the underpinning of what I've been doing for yeah. the past 10 years and why I'm passionate about websites. Because as you said, quite rightly, everybody has one. And, but a lot of them suffer from what I call checkbox syndrome. Hmm. You know, they, they've got a checklist of things that they need to do for their business and the website's on it. And ah. they called up their nephew and their nephew made them a website or they hired fly-by-night web dev and they created a website or their niece was a designer or however it was accomplished. Check the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet a really effective website is a fulcrum. It needs to maximize the value created by the marketing efforts that you've put. Because my goodness, it is so hard yes. to, to attract traffic to your website. When you get people there, you want to take full advantage of that. And mm. that's what we're going to talk about today. I love that. And it, it's such a key principle that it, it, it just it makes sense. It's like that's the real intention of of having a website and having this place for people to come. Um, in, in your view, why do we miss this? Where do we miss this? Where does this principle get lost? The most common mistake that I see is what I call inside out copy. The words on the website are talking about the business. They're shouting at people. We do all these wonderful things. The reality is people who get to a website are getting there because they have a problem and they've been, in the vast majority of situations, they've been referred to, to, to you as a potential solution for that problem. So the first thing that they're looking for is confirmation that you understand their problem. And what often happens is people start at the other end of that equation. They start with shouting their solution, shouting how wonderful they are, shouting all the years they've been in business or their credentials or their, you know, the, the, the number of employees or, you know, all this features and attributes about their business or service. And what the person who's there is, is looking for is a solution for their problem. And that's, that's a pretty significant disconnect. And the simple truth is to make this even harder, the average visitor has the attention span that's shorter than a goldfish. You probably heard that a goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. a myth. It's not actually true. But um, regardless, 
as a business owner, you should be so lucky. Mm. You have six seconds or less to engage a visitor when they get to your website. So it's super important that you're thinking about this and you're understanding, because my goodness, you've spent so much effort to get them there in the first place. Don't miss out on that opportunity. Wow. That's, that makes so much sense. Um, really just getting in the mind of where someone is when they come to your site, right? And putting yourself in their shoes to you know, engage at that point. What would you want to see? Is that more of the, the direction? Um, exactly. Yeah. When, when I do a website audit, and this surprises people, if say it's a 30-minute scheduled call to do a website audit, I'll spend the first 15 minutes not talking about the website at all. I'll spend the first 15 minutes talking about who is your best customer and by extension, who is your best prospect? What are they like demographically? What are their attitudes? What is the pain that they're experiencing? And what is the gain that they'll find by working with you? And then if, if somebody has, and I sometimes hear this, yes, I have an avatar. I've done, I've done that. Okay. Okay. Let's go to step two. And they're like, wait, there's a step two. I said, yes, you need to map the journey that this best customer is on from you're not even a dot on their radar screen through to something has happened in their life to cause them to start considering, I have a problem. I need to solve the problem through to a much more active prospecting posture through to I'm going to choose somebody, right? So that you need to map that journey. And while I've sort of highlighted the milestones, you want some richness in this. You really want to know how are they thinking? This is where you take the avatar and have that reflect in the journey. You can use the same concept as how you build an effective marketing funnel. Who is the prime prospect you're trying to attract into the top? How do you engage them through microtransactions of increasing value that gradually build up that no like and trust factor that we're looking for? The website is an absolutely key part of this. And so understanding that journey and understanding who your prime prospect is says a great deal about what the website should be doing. Absolutely. And I love what you said there. It's just these micro agreements, I, these micro transactions. Transactions. Yes. Right. I mean, a micro transaction is as is, is simple as taking the time to, to watch a, a video and a Facebook post. There's no, they've given you a little bit of their time. You've given them a little bit of value. It's not a high value transaction, mm -hmm. but it is a transaction. Hmm. A richer transaction might be they arrive at the website and they read a really important blog post that really impacted them. So they sign up for your newsletter. Hmm. They've given you their email address in exchange for receiving this information on a regular. That's a much richer microtransaction. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have a plan in place to take advantage of that? 
Do you have a welcome email that goes out to people when they sign up? What does it say? Hmm. These are all things that are connected to the website. Think about the website as the, the hub in a wheel and the various channels you're using to reach out to people and for people to come back to the website. Those are the spokes. And then the messaging strategy or content strategy, that becomes the rim that holds it all together and makes the wheel. I like to say digital marketing tactics in isolation are expensive noise. Mm, they have to come together. <laughs> the power comes from the connections. Mm. And the, the messaging and content strategy is that's a function of who, you know, what are their attitudes? What are their pains? The channels that you're choosing are often driven by the demographics from the customer avatar. I mean, if your audience is over 40 and a busy executive, TikTok is not where you should be spending time. I have nothing against TikTok, mm -hmm. perfectly fine. And in many situations, it's a great medium. But your customer avatar needs to drive these decisions. And then what is it you're going to say to these people? How are you going to resonate with them so they communicate that you understand their problem? Because when they get to the website, you have six seconds or less mm -hmm. to engage them. Wow. And a goldfish was proclaimed to be longer than that. Nine seconds is what I read, I've read. <laughs> um, th this is really powerful, James, and it's, it's really... Uh, hitting on really something that is inherently very simple, but again, we miss all the time um, or, or, or often in most cases, just not seeing that connection. And, and you're actually also describing the journey from out with some, from with outside the, like outside of the website, essentially. Exactly. Right? We're talking about the social media channels as well. And sort of, but giving it, of course, that frame of where people are coming from right. and when they come to your site, why they're there. Now, let me give you an example of where that can run, run amok. One of the six ways to engage a website visitor in six seconds or less is, am I in the right place? Mm. Okay. That should be an instantaneous thing that they don't even have to think about. So if they're looking for partial, and they get to a website that's got a big fancy logo on it that doesn't say your name, suddenly they're thinking to themselves, huh, am I in the right place? Mm. So you want to be very careful and consistent about how you're positioning yourself because most people's traffic is getting there as a function of referrals. And I'm using referral in a broader sense. I, this is not just a friend tells a friend. That is obviously a referral. But mm -hmm. it's also organic social media. It's also public speaking. It's also all of the different ways that you're getting your voice out. How are people looking for you? I see this frequently with, with coaches especially. They'll have this beautiful website that they've spent a bunch of money having a designer design and they'll have this beautiful logo mm. and I'll ask the question. So how are people finding you? Are they finding you based on this fancy company name and logo 
or are they finding you based on your name? Hmm. And more often than not, it's their name. So I said, the logo is awesome, but make sure your name is up there too, big mm -hmm. and prominent, so that that am I in the right place is a checkbox. It's just instantaneous. The other thing is, if you're using a specific color palette on your website and a specific font on your website and a specific tonality on your website, you want to use the same color palette and the same fonts and the same tonality in social media. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to be a disconnect. You don't want them to be coming from social media posts where pink is the predominant color and arriving on a website where blue is the prominent color. Because suddenly they're they're off into the rabbit hole of, am I in the right place? Yeah, and you yeah. only have six seconds to get them engaged. You don't want them thinking about that. Wow, wow. It's like shaving time off of that, uh, essentially to make it more useful when they're there. Like right. Another thing that, that people don't recognize is that six seconds doesn't start when the page has loaded. <laughs> the six seconds starts when somebody asks for the page. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So if you do a page load performance test and your page oh, is taking four, four and a half seconds before it's the content is loaded. Oh man. That's a problem. Whoa. The next thing that you want to think about is this isn't about you. This is about them. Give them a benefit oriented reason to stay. Hmm. That's what I was talking about before when I said inside out versus outside in. Outside in is you're talking about their problem. Maybe agitate the problem. Then solve the problem. Don't lead with the solution. Lead with the problem you're solving so that somebody who gets there can get engaged. Yes, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because otherwise, you're just shouting at them, and we all know how effective that is. Mm. Versus supporting their journey. Mm. And you can support their journey if you've mapped their journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and Jane, this is incredible. I'm taking so many notes. <laughs> here because uh, it's just, it's made in such plain sense, right? Through mm -hmm. just what it, what our experience is. I mean, what you're describing is the same stuff we all do. Sure. It's not different just because you're on, you know, when you go to your site, you have more right. patience over that. Sure. But right. how we engage online and how we navigate it is, is just as you're describing it. So we definitely need this awareness when it comes to, you know, how our sites are built. Right. Um, can you give any more examples to, yes. let's say, uh, I have, you know, I have a, another, great, another great example, really. It's again, it's a simple idea, but, and it's, but it's a missed opportunity. Most people, most people have sub segments in their target audience. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to engage people when they get to the website and get them past the six second threshold and digging in, 
you want to make their those pathways clear. I'll give you an example. If you're I, uh, this site I audited last week, uh, they were a, a company that does home inspections for the real estate sector. And they have three subsegments. They've got, are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Or are you a real estate agent? They need to, after you've engaged somebody with the broader problem solution scenario, then make the pathways clear. I'll give you another example. Uh, a client of mine, I do consulting work for or coaching work for her. She is a professional public speaker. And she gets, she's a paid keynote. She gets paid you know, good dollars to come and speak at conferences and conventions and that sort of thing. Then she has other audiences as well. And we started digging into this. We realized she had three audiences. Broadly, what she's doing is effective communication from a stage. Mm -hmm. So she has event organizers as a key audience. These are basically super project managers who are like, bang, 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 need to get this done, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So their avatar is very distinct. But she also does a lot of work for corporate HR directors who hire her to come into corporations to teach their executives how to be better communicators. A corporate HR director and an event planner could not be more different people. Yeah very different problems they're trying to solve, very different attitudes they have, different demographics. And then the third group that she works with frequently are senior, generally female executives who suddenly find themselves on stages and they don't know what to do. Wow. So broadly, it's public speaking. But more specifically, three very distinct target audiences. So you need on the homepage, you need to create pathways that shout out to these people with, with headline, with images, and with a call to action so that you can get them to choose their pathway. Because when that happens, two very important facts come into play. They have told you who they are and they've given you permission to give them more information. Mm. Right? So the great American novel on a homepage, not a good idea. <laughs> but when they've clicked through one of these pathways, they're basically saying to you, tell me more. So, Tell them more. Yeah. Now, the, the next thing you want to consider when you're telling them more is you want to have the content to be very easy to consume. And this is where, you know, you got to be careful about design and here because, you know, designers don't necessarily, aren't very necessarily sensitive to these user experience guidelines. You want your line lengths to be short. There's a reason that newspapers are in columns. 
you want to have lots of visual information, but the visual information needs to support the messaging. Most people are right-handed. They scan a page from the upper left-hand corner to the lower right-hand corner. Don't put your call to action in the lower left-hand corner hmm. because that's the least eye-tracked spot on a page. Choose images that support the, the content you're trying to go and, and support where you want the visitor to look. You'll notice, and as soon as I tell you this, you'll start noticing this more often. This is an e-commerce trick. If you're doing a, a photo shoot, they'll shoot the models, not that they're looking at the camera, but so that they're looking over. Because mm. what is happening is the model is looking at where the headline is going to be mm. in the in the overall design. Commercial photographers understand this, but if you get a mm. wedding photographer to do some pictures for your website, chances are it's not going to work that well. Yeah, they don't think about that sort of thing. Right, right. Mm. The other thing, wedding photographers are they they take beautiful pictures, but they frame the picture unto itself, whereas pictures on a website, you need negative space. Hmm. You need blank space to the left, blank space to the right, blank space in the middle. You need blank space in the image because you may very well be putting words on top of the picture. Hmm. Wow. How, how does, because you're talking about visual right now, I'm just curious how, how video plays a role in in this journey, where does it show and perform best on, on websites? Video is a great tool. Um, people buy people. So video is a great way to get your personality out. Video is great if you can get video testimonials, you know, 20 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 second testimonial from somebody, but it's video that brings so much credibility to your offering, what I call reason to believe. But you want to, when you do the videos, the thumbnail is actually more the most important thing. You want that thumbnail to be designed so that it is communicating the benefit that the visitor will receive if they choose to play this video. You know, a thumbnail that consists of a pretty picture of yourself. Uh, <laughs> you might as well just have a picture of yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a picture of yourself and you're looking over at the thing you want them to be looking at, that's good because people will instinctively look where the model is looking. So the thumbnail is really important. You want to craft the thumbnail so that you can communicate the benefit of that people will receive if they watch the video and you want to make it very clear that what the action they should take. So a call to action of some sort in the thumbnail is a good idea. Hmm. So videos are great if they're, if they support the journey that your visitor is on. When it, when does it go a little bit too far when it comes to video? Um, well, when you're, when you're telling too much of the story, Mm. too soon mm -hmm. like let's use an, an example 
the video on the homepage that might be in the hero is more mostly about how excited you are that they're there, how excited you are that you have an opportunity to support them. Hmm. The video that might exist on a page that's a destination page for one of the pathways that we talked about before, that video can go into a lot more detail about the offers, the products and services that you have available, but you want to each of those destination pages, it shouldn't be generic. It needs to be very specific because they've told you who they are. Hmm. So if you have three sub-segments, you're going to want three videos. Each one talking about the, your offers and services, but from the context of the person who's likely visiting that page. Hmm. Yeah, this is a much different approach than, again, when, when they come there to your site, one, are they in the right place is the question in their head. But then also if the video that's played is just more of that inside out yep. copy, you know, it's it's not as effective. Um, right. Yeah. Whereas if it's outside in, as in people want to be welcomed, they want yeah. to be acknowledged, they want to, and, and, and people buy people. So if there's a video of, of, of you being very excited that they're there and and very passionate about what it is that you're you do broadly mm -hmm. that's going to be a positive thing because mm -hmm. that helps reinforce okay so this is this is this is not a bot this is real and this person is real and i, I love her energy right mm -hmm. so i'm going to take the next step and that's the the you your goal is to engage people and support their journey so when they take that next step when they choose a pathway when they click the learn more button they're giving you permission to give them more information so the video on that page can be a lot richer hmm. can be longer can be more detailed yeah so understand the purpose of the media that you're using whether it's an image or a video or an audio file, even um, understand the purpose of the media you're using in the place you're using it to help support the journey that your prime prospect is on. Hmm. It makes so much sense. I, I have three pages of notes now, James. <laughs> 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 this is so helpful because honestly, when I picture what you're saying, it's it just eliminates all these other things that I think we typically assume needs to be on the site or that, you know, that we just add there because, you know, this is good to have. This gives more information. This is going to, you know, whatever the reason is in our mind. But yep. like as you just laid it out, I just reimagined my entire site and it is extremely simple. I mean, is that the goal to be? that simple that you know, it needs to be simple because the six seconds or less idea people don't have time and and they're you know they're out there on a mission they're trying to solve their problem they're not trying to make you feel good about what you've done on a website yeah yeah wow and if if you can solve their problem and support their journey then what ends up happening is that rather than it being a sale you end up in an enrollment conversation. And that mm. distinction is important because what it, an enrollment conversation 
suggests, uh, you know, there's a level of no like and trust that's in place and people are signing up for the right reasons. A hundred percent. And this, this is amazing. I'm so glad you've extended your, your time to our listeners um, because everyone who's listening, you're going to, uh, I, I highly advise you take James up on this beautiful gift that he's offered, which is a complimentary website audit. Um, and it's based on what he's been talking about today, the six ways to engage website visitors in six seconds or less. So James, you want to talk a little bit more uh, about that and where folks can find you? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you, Parshall. It's the website is the most invaluable digital asset that you own. And I'm sad to say, but most of them are terrible. And they don't, doesn't need to be. This isn't an issue about design or expense or investment. This is about applying strategy to what you're doing versus just a, a tactical exercise. So the what I'm offering folks is if they go to sixsecondsorless.com, that's sixsecondsorless.com, you can schedule a 30-minute complimentary website audit. We'll talk about who your best customers are and by extension, your prime prospects. We'll talk about the six ways to engage visitors in six seconds or less. And we'll use that conversation to discuss at, at your website and how it's performing. So six seconds or less.com. I'd love to hear from you. I love helping people um, with this very important aspect of their digital presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you, James, for being here. This is such an incredible conversation and so much wisdom that you've given us, given me. Um, I, I sincerely appreciate it. I'm likely going to take you up on that audit myself uh, to get some support. But no, this has been been so awesome. So in closing, what is your one word? This is a fun question I ask all of our guests uh, at the end of the episode. And uh, it's really meant to, to, to really highlight something that's important to you. What's the one word that shouts from James Hitkin for the world to hear? Focus. Hmm. Focus. Don't try to boil the ocean. <laughs> Pick something, do it well. And when you figure you're doing it well, figure out how to do it better. That is amazing. Thank you, James, for, for being here. And thanks for those that are tuning in. Uh, we'll have James' information listed linked below this episode. And as always, you can join us back here for more exciting conversations like this that really support our, um, our the way that we share our message, the way that we're able to help people. And um, just want to thank James again and acknowledge his work and his expertise that he brought to the table today and uh, invite you back to join us again another time. Thanks for tuning in. And if you ever need any support with your books and uh, what you can do with it. Um, we're here to support you in turning that book into learning experiences, programs, courses. Um, so that way you're making a big impact, of course, but also um, really tapping into that income that's possible for you. So um, thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time.